You're listening to the Rizzoli and Isles podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jay. And this episode, we are going to be talking about Season 4, Episode 12, Partners in Crime. So let's start with the case first before we go into the... the ca- Okay, so we are starting with the case because I have something that I want to say so bad that the second I realized where they were going with this episode, I just wanted to yell to like the whole entire internet. Do it. Do the writers not watch television? Because this is season two, Castle. They did the same exact thing. That's all I have to say. Season two, Castle. Do they not pay attention to pop culture? Like, when you're doing the same thing as another show, that just completely... It made me really mad. I don't watch Castle, but I remember reading it on Tumblr, and I think on Twitter, too, about... Wait a minute, this reminds me of an episode of Castle. And I was like, okay. And then, like, now you're saying it, and I'm guessing other people said it too. That's really. I just can't. Well, I mean, hey, if it's copying Castle, does that mean that eventually the main characters get together? <laughs> I mean, if you want to go that, that route. That would be the only thing that would redeem this episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't. Like I said, I don't watch Castle. But I figured it out because. Well, first off, they usually have one case. And so I knew with two cases, I was like, they're connected. I just knew. I was like... It was obvious. It was obvious. I didn't get the killer part until when the husband, and then you have, like, the sister and her wife almost bumping to each other in the elevator. I was like... Yep. Oh, they killed each other's person. I figured it out. (laughs) I even tweeted it, dude. I tweeted it. I have proof. I tweeted it. I'm like, these are the killers. Mm -hmm. And... Boom! When it was revealed, I was like, I in all caps, I, I said, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Yep. I, I couldn't no, I believe it. it. Like, I just can't. Like, I know we don't watch the show for the crime, but at least just, this, this was just like the nail on the coffin. It was like the last nail, like, you really don't fucking care. <laughs> like, you have no effort in this crime thing. Well... And not only that, okay, I get if you wrote the episode not knowing what happened in the castle episode, but I find it extremely hard to believe that the writers, that that whoever else found out about it, that one of the crew, one of the producers, nobody knew that this was exactly like a castle episode. I find it extremely hard to believe. And if they didn't, I mean, and if they found out later, they should have done something to change it. Like, for it to be blatantly, like, the same exact crime plot as a Castle episode, it's just... Or as another show. It doesn't, doesn't even matter that it was Castle, but as another show, it's just... I mean, it brings in the question, what are you doing as writers? What made you even want to continue on with that and just leave it as it was? Oh, man. It, that, I think this is probably the worst crime plot of Rizzoli and Al's history. Yeah, I... Yeah. I, wow. I, I I mean, there's some people who probably wouldn't get it. Sorry, Mom, for putting you on the bus. If we were watching this episode, Mom would be like, oh, I would have never thought this would happen. And yeah. it's not like she's not a smart person. She is a really smart person. It's just that she doesn't watch crime shows. Mm-hmm. So because she's not exposed to that as much, everything is new to her. It's like when you don't watch a show, but everyone gets the joke and you don't get the joke. Yeah. It's like that. It's like, oh, at, at a time I didn't watch Doctor Who. And I'm like, now, okay, now I get the references. 
But as us, because we're we watch almost everything under the sun. I mean, it's so easy. It's just there's no effort anymore. I would agree. And here's the thing, and this is probably what kills me the most. So their target demographic probably thought that this was a really good episode. The reason being exactly what you're saying is that they would not have guessed it, and then they would be like, oh, wow, that was so good. I never knew what was coming. I don't know. It frustrates me that they're getting away with this half-assed, just blatant disregard for what has been done before them. I know we have four more episodes to go, and I know this is probably going to happen in another four. I don't understand the pacing. I don't know... If it was, I think it was different in the other seasons. Maybe, or maybe it wasn't, and I'm just noticing now. But the pacing is so bad this season. They rush too much. Like, mind you, it's already predictable. Like, I've already did, there's a TNT during a survey about the show. One of the choices was, like, predictable. And I'm like, yes, the show is very predictable. Because it starts, like, here's the crime. Rizzle's moment. And then, oh! Something happens where they're cock-blocked or something, and then they have to get a phone call about the crime, and then they go to the crime, and it's like, it's so predictable, and then you get to, like, 9 and 51 minutes, and you're like, wait a second, um, (laughs) they have yet to get the killer, so they have to find the killer within 9 minutes left of the show, and you get, like, oh, like, one minute of Rizzles, and that's it. Every week, it's the same thing. I would like to have something different, something like... They never stray from the formula. No. I would like to start off with Rizzles. Or we don't even see the person get killed. We just go straight to the crime scene. I don't know. Change it up a bit. Give me something. I mean, yeah, other shows have a formula, too. Fringe had a formula. You know, it's like, oh, something weird shit's gonna happen. And then, like, they gotta figure it out. But still, give me something. I know. Play with the timeline a little bit. Can you imagine if they gave us, like, a non-linear episode? Oh, my God. I think my mind would be blown. Yes, I was thinking about that. You know it would be great? If they start from the end and then you work from the beginning. Yes! That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, something happened and Jane is being interrogated by somebody else for what happened. Whether it was a shooting, whether something happened to Mora, whatever. But that would be fantastic. It's it's a narrative. She tells what's going on. Oh my god. Mind blown. Yes. That would be perfect. And you know what else would be perfect with that? While she's telling the story, figure out if something happened tomorrow, and you're like, holy shit, you know what I just realized? It's like 15 minutes in the episode. There's no Mar. What the fuck is Mar? Is Mar okay? <laughs> Where's Mar? And you start freaking out, and she's freaking out, and you're like, oh my god, something happened tomorrow. Is, is she okay? She's not dead, but is she, like, is she really hurt? And you start thinking about it. Like, I think there was, was there an episode of Elementary that, well, it was like, he gets kidnapped, and starts from the end, and you don't know who kidnapped him, but then it goes, like, 32 hours before. Mm-hmm. And I think Alcatraz did that, too, with their finale, well, their series finale. It yes. started at the end. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Will that happen? Probably not. No, it would never happen. It would never Because it happen. doesn't fit in with the formula. So, yeah, the case sucked. It was horrible. I hated it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Let's go to Mara and the Grandfather. I told you the grandfather would be on the show. And you you were did like, something. No. no I, I literally told you. Like, I told you. It wasn't that I called it. I read spoilers and I tried to say, maybe if she can believe me. <laughs> but she would not believe me. I was like, I was like, I had like, I was a fisherman and I was just throwing bait in the water. Like, come on, come on. Take the bait. Take the bait. Take it. Take it. Come on. Take it. And you would not take it. You'd be like, no. no, I don't think he's dead. 
I think he's dead. And I was like, no, he's not dead. I really want to say he's not dead. But he's not dead. <laughs> the reason why I couldn't accept that he would be alive is because they put Mora in that situation that she was in this episode. The mere idea that this woman would take in a man that she doesn't know, who is a convicted felon, mob boss. Are you kidding me? I don't. Like, what rational thinking person would even agree to do something like that? After your father's been convicted of killing your lieutenant's fucking wife and child. I I saw it as this. I saw it as Mara still wants to know more about family. You know, this is her grandfather. We don't know her adopted... We don't even know mostly about her adopted family. Her grandfather is clearly dying, and... Maybe this is what she, she wants to see or ask questions before he dies. That's how I saw it. No, now, you... the thing that really <laughs> I would have, <laughs> if I was more, I would take a little bit more time to. Maybe they should do this over a series of episodes instead of one. Yes. The thing that really would have been creeped me out for more, I've been like, okay, this dude I'm about to meet was possibly going to kill me and my biological mother. Let me think about this for a couple weeks before I'm like, yeah, let me go see this dude. Yes, exactly. They keep making Mora act without any sense of self-preservation. I feel like this is completely out of character for Mora. This logical, rational thinking person is just willing to take in a man she doesn't know who could be potentially a danger to her and the people that she loves without any regard for safety at all. Marge is, well, they do that with Marge too. Like, the whole kidney thing. Like, she just does it. Like, I just... But that's my point, is that they make her randomly do things completely out of character. She doesn't think about it. She just does it. Right. It is because they're just pushing plot points. They're not doing any sort of character development. It's just like, oh, then this character's gonna do this. And we're supposed to accept it as character development when it's not. It's just plot for the sake of plot. But I do have to say the person that they cast as a grandfather, once again, they're doing really good of these people looking like they could be related. Right, yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh my god, he could be Patty's father. <laughs> yes. But now, since he's out, are you kind of worried a little bit? Like, of Mara's safety? Are they trying to say, like, I don't know. Like, he did tell her, like, you're not supposed to be here. And because of Hope and because of you, Patty is not the same man. Do you think he's gonna do something? Like, try to to get, you get think the old guy's gonna try and kill Mora? Like, ask someone to do it. I honestly don't know. Because the writers are so unpredictable, I'm not sure where they're gonna try and go with this. And here's the reason why. If Patrick is still kind of calling the shots, he is gonna be connected to some very dangerous people. So if Mora is, quote-unquote, his legal guardian, then, yeah, I think they are gonna try to get to him through Mora. Which would be the expected thing. But with the writers, who the fuck knows? They could, could completely write him off or never mention it again. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of, like, tired of trying to figure out where this is going. It'll be one episode and, like, a million things will happen and then we'll have just, like, a crap episode the next episode. I will have to say, they keep doing this over and over again since season one. That Mara feels like she has bad DNA. Like, when she yelled at her grandfather, which I was, like, rooting for her because I was like, he was being such an ass. 
Mm-hmm. Just like Patty, just manipulate her like, oh, you're just like your father. Because he knows that's exactly what she would not want to hear. Mm-hmm. And she just has this look of just like her greatest fear again. I don't know. And they just ended it like that. And I was like, are they going to talk more about this? I mean, they have been talking about it a little bit since season one about, you know, her thing is like, I don't want to be just like him. I doubt they're ever going to make an evil Mara. I think that's just going to stick on fan fiction. But anyway, I will have to say he's a shipper. Oh, God. I know that cracked me up when he rolls out and he was like, your girlfriend over here. (laughs) And they didn't correct him. That was kind of perfect. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You didn't hear the whole like, oh, no, she's not. She's just my friend. Like, we're close. We're not that close. But, we're cl- like, you didn't hear that explanation. It was like, yep, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, LLBFFs would just be, like, coming out of everywhere. Even though the grandfather was an asshole because of him, I saw Mara in her pajamas. Oh, my God. Haven't we seen Mara in her pajamas before, though? I know. But every time I see her in pajamas, I just freak out because I'm like, she's wearing pajamas. With you and her wearing pajamas, I don't get. Okay, this is why. When you see a character and they wear usually the same thing, and this is like any show. Like even with Fringe with Olivia, I'm like, oh my god, she's wearing that damn pantsuit. When she was wearing jeans, I would freak out. So when Mara, because she wears like her dresses and she always dressed up in her high heels, to see her not wearing her dressed up outfit, like if she wears like pants, I freak out. If she wears jeans, I freak out. Mm -hmm. She's not wearing heels or she's wearing pajamas because she's not wearing the usual thing. That's amazing. (laughs) I I agree with you. The more in jail episode where she woke up a complete train wreck that next morning. That was probably one of my favorite scenes Mora has ever been in because she just looked awful, but she looked so great at the same time. Thank you. You're welcome. Dude, dude, when they were at the hot tub, her hair was in a ponytail. I was like, oh my god, her is in a ponytail. <laughs> like, it's not down, it's, it's up, and she looks so adorbs. You know, when you saw Jane wearing a skirt, and you see her legs, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's different. I like it, because it's different. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's talk about other things that I have to talk about. Are you talking about uh, the Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head storyline? Yeah. So I kind of got spoiled. I was on Tumblr and I saw something about Casey's going to Afghanistan unless Jane marries him. I was like, what? And then I was like, oh God, if that really happened, I was like in denial for a good minute. I was like, no, no, that can't be from the episode. Is that really from the episode? I was just like going back and forth. like, And then I had to like immediately go and watch the episode because I was like, no, that can't be. And then it happened and I was like, <sighs> okay. Well, we both knew about the proposal. We knew we that. Did. And I thought that scene was going to be in the episode. So I was just waiting for it. Um, but it didn't happen. Maybe it's going to happen next thing. I don't know. Or maybe it got cut. But we knew about the proposal. But I didn't know it was going to be in this episode, though. Oh, you didn't know it was going to be? Oh. Mm-mm. Oh, well, I did. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Talked about Casey so many times. We just want the storyline to end. Just please stop. Because there was so much stuff going on. It was just, like, all over the place. Right. It was like, oh, look, she's such a great guy. You know, cooks for her or whatever. He can, like, freaking cure cancer. And I'd be like, he's still an asshole. Like, there's nothing about, <laughs> there's nothing he can do. He can stop wars. He can, you know, stop global warming. So he can discover alien life. I don't care what he does. I, I still would be like, you're still an asshole. I mean, there's nothing you can do to redeem yourself. You've done so many hurtful shit that is, no, I, I can never forget that. And the ultimatum, like, really? Like, are you really going to be like, oh, marry me? Or, like, come on. 
really, dude? That's so romantic. Here's my problem with the whole thing, is that we went from Jane complaining about Casey being too loving, being too, like, he did her laundry, he cooked her breakfast, he cleaned her refrigerator, which I would have been like, whoa, intrusive much. I don't mind the breakfast, but don't touch my underwear or clean my fridge. To Jane almost in tears when she's like, Casey's going back to Afghanistan. Like, almost like she doesn't want him to go, but she doesn't want to have to marry him, but she doesn't want to have to deal with him when he's here. She'd rather be at work. Make up your fucking mind. (laughs) Do you like the dude or do you not like the dude? It's that simple. He can't be that great in bed where you're like, oh, I just want to fuck. I want you here, but I don't want you here just for the sex. Like, really? Come on now. He's amazing in bed. I mean, he has to be. He has a magical penis. I mean, because... <laughs> he has magical penis that regenerated. It regenerated. That's why he did the surgery. He's like, oh my god, I lost my mojo. I have to have a surgery because I lost my mojo. Like, that's the only reason why I'd want to do the surgery. Not because I want to, you know, maybe walk again. Because, I mean, there's no other way to have children than the old-fashioned way. This is the right, only right, way we're right, going to have right. kids. Because I want to feel you, Jane. I want to feel you. Oh, God. Yeah, I want to feel you in my magical I... penis. And here's the thing. is like, I could understand Casey proposing. Really, I do. I come from a family that has been in the military for generations. So I get the whole coming up on the 20 years and needing to decide whether or not he's going to retire or if he's going to continue on. But the way that they did it, the way the whole ultimatum, whether, you know, she has to marry him or he's going back to Afghanistan, it didn't have to play out that way. It's not like she didn't know he was going back to Afghanistan. He was on a three-day leave. He wasn't staying in Boston. He was going back regardless. Uh, I really just, this episode, there's so many things that make me just want to pull my hair out. Because it didn't make sense. It was like, okay, she could possibly get the days off, but then she doesn't take the days off. And then, like, she wants him here, but she doesn't want him here. And then, like, like you said, he's here, but he he is going to leave, so it doesn't even matter. Like, she was so excited for him to be here. And then he gets here, and she doesn't want him here. She doesn't want to leave work. She doesn't want him cooking her breakfast. Really? What is the point then? I would shake Jane to like, then why are you with this guy if you don't want to? Here's the only thing that I can think the writers are doing this for. is because of the season finale, they're going to cause this half-assed breakup where Jane is going to break Casey's heart and make him feel bad. And she's going to feel bad for breaking his heart. And then there's going to be this whole drama, and that's how the season's going to end. And it's going to open up season five with Jane being all mopey and guilty and regretful. That's the only thing I can see coming. No. Because um, I can't tell you why that's not going to happen. You said it's not going to happen? No, it's not going to happen. So she's going to say yes? No, she's not going to say yes, but she's not going to... But she's not going to say no? I don't want to say, because I don't want to give it away. Another thing I've noticed, it seems to me no one really likes Casey when Angela was around. Yeah, she calls him Charles. <laughs> yeah, calls him Charles and said like, oh, that's disgusting. Like, here's Angela who wants grandchildren. Like, so bad. <laughs> even though she already has one. You have her daughter in love, apparently. And she just like, nope. Like, <laughs> not him. But it's the same Angela that's like, I've always wanted a doctor in a family. Like, she... <laughs> and then Jane was saying, as a joke, I've always wanted a wife. And I'm like, When that happened, I was just like, that is as close to Rizzles as we are ever going to get. (laughs) I was like, seriously? Like, come on! 
You have one right there. Your freaking mom is living in her guest house. Well, since I'm talking about it, even though that there was a lot of Casey and Jane, there mm-hmm. were some Rizzle's moments, like the wife thing. Yeah, no, there were, and the whole girlfriend's that comment in the prison. And, oh, I agree. But I will have to say, of course, because I already do, I do love my Mara. But Mara, every time Jane talks about Casey, Mara's probably like one of us, like, if she talks about that dude one more fucking time. I swear to God, I will punch her in the face. Because like, <laughs> here's Mora. Mora's even thinking, would you fucking make up your mind? Do you want me or him? Choose. <laughs> Choose, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Choose. I'm sick of this shit. And it's so great because when Jane was talking about Casey, like, you could just see, like, for a split second, Mara's like, <sighs> like, like, just, <laughs> oh my God, would you stop fucking talking about Casey? Damn it. Mara hates Casey. Like, she doesn't like him. How? Because if you know that you one of your friends is in a relationship and you're like, you should cheat. Like, that's just... That's what Mara, this whole season, like, hey, there's Martinez. Jane's like, I already got a boyfriend. She's like, next episode, but there's still Martinez. You can totally cheat. Just cheat. Do something. Get rid of the dude. I don't like him. Just get rid of him. <laughs> that's why I love Mara so much. I love the tell thing. Jane was like, oh, it's because of my tail. And then everybody else is like, tell the what the fuck you're talking about? And I was like, because ah, Mara knows you. She's your soulmate. <laughs> you're just fucking around. And then you have Jane, who would rather be at work. But anytime Mara needs something, Jane's like, okay, let's go. Like, she even said, like, oh, the things I do for you. But she can't even do it for Casey. Right. But I think the part that I think everyone is talking about, of course, is the proposal cliffhanger thing. Mara's reaction. Yep. Was not like, oh my god, that's great! Ah! It was more like, I'm about to live to love my life. Yeah. She looked so hurt. I wanted to, like, go through the TV screen and just hug her so bad. And just, like, tackle hug her. Jay like, dude, get off. And I'm like, no. She's mine now. Like, I just wanted to be like, no, don't you dare touch her. Broke her heart. Lay your head on my breast. Mom's here. Someone did a GIF set of this, and I didn't realize it, but it does. It reminds me of the scene in season two. Where Mara said that Tommy almost kissed her and Jane's face. Oh, yeah. It's the same for Mara. It's the same. It kind of is. It's like seeing two people you know they really like each other, but they won't get together. And you're just like, ugh. And someone had a great point. They said, unlike other shows, the cliffhanger would just would really be the proposal scene. Right. That is completely true. They said, but this time, the cliffhanger is not really about the proposal, it's Mara's reaction. Yep. So I don't know anymore. So like, they're never going to get together, but they keep doing this. And I'm just like, what is the whole trick is, okay, we're going to make y'all believe this is never going to happen. And when it happens, you guys will shit in your pants forever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what is your take about this? As long as Janet Tamaro is running the show, it is never going to happen. So unless she decides to leave of her own volition, we're never going to get Rizzles. But what do you feel about the whole Mars reaction thing? Like, I think I said it mentioned in season three and you were like, no, no, no. When I said that episode where Jane was depressed and Mara was trying to like, oh, let's go running and let's do this and that. And she told Angela, you know, I think she loves Casey. And I think I mentioned it too. I was like, her reaction was just like heartbreaking. I think you're like, ah, whatever. You're just looking into it. And I was like, ah. But now I don't know. Now it's like. No, I still think you're looking into it. <laughs> There's no way the writers are going to do that. Just like all of a sudden be like, no, nope, they're going to be together. And they're going to live happily ever after and get married and make little test tube babies. 
It's not going to happen. Do you think possibly that Mara has feelings for Jane? No. Not in, like, according to the writers. No, I don't believe so. Then maybe just because I'm overly cynical. But I think Janet Tamaro is stoically against any form of her characters getting together. And, like I said, as long as she's in charge of the show, that is not going to happen. Then why would Mara look like that? Why would she react that way? I think Mara is reacting that way, coming from a character standpoint, because of the position that Jane is in. I think Mora is being empathetic towards Jane's situation. Because I think she already knows what decision Jane is going to make. And so her heart is breaking for Jane. Okay, you just ruined my bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that could be possible. Then why Jane react that way when Mara almost kissed Tommy? Jane reacted that way because she felt betrayed in the sense that Tommy is Jane's brother. You always have that weird brother-sister thing. I wouldn't want my brother dating my best friend. Yeah, because if they break up, and it'd be kind of weird. Yeah, it would be kind of weird if you broke up with him. I mean, like, wow. So, like, you were dating my brother. I'd just be like, oh my god, please no. <laughs> I'd just be like, yeah. <laughs> I think it was Jane's knee-jerk reaction. She felt betrayed. But I think... If it had been, like, a, an actual serious plotline, the character Jane, I don't know if the writers would have done this, but the character Jane, she would have eventually come around and been like, if you really love him or if you really like him, I can be okay with this. But she did. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That That's what she would have continued on with, is what I'm saying, though. But I don't know what the writers would have done if they would have caused, like, stirred drama if they had continued on with that storyline, but obviously this never happened. Oh, with the whole Bar and Tommy thing? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, once we found out, they were like, we can't do it. We can't do it. We can't do it. <laughs> right. No, and I agree. Because Tommy's such an egghead. That, and it would just ruin the ship so bad. Because now you're like, ew, I don't want more to be with Jane. But because here's the like- thing. Now we're going to run into the same issue with Frankie if they do follow through with what happens with Frankie. Are they running out of things to write? Do we need to go up there and be like, give them a whole list? Like, you can do this, 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 that, that, and that. I don't think it's that they're running out of things to write. I think it's that they can't think outside of the box. They're so trapped in this formula that they have created and that Janet Tamaro keeps them to that they can't come up with anything substantial. We've seen good episodes. You could totally do it this way. And then we've seen bad episodes and we're just like, what are you doing? I'm just going to say this. I don't know if she tweeted or something because she was saying she likes her fans and she liked the mean ones or whatever. I don't know. She, wait, she likes the mean ones? I think. I don't know. I don't know what she said. Something similar <laughs> like that. I'm not trying to be a mean fan. No, and I would agree. I think we are constructive. Yeah, we are fans that can see the potential. It's like a parent and your kid, you know, <laughs> fail, like, fail a test. And you're just egging them on, like, because you know your kid is so smart and you've seen them pass and you know they have the ability to pass this class, but they're just not getting to that point and so you make suggestions like maybe you should get a tutor maybe you should study more maybe you should do that and that's what i feel it's like we're parents and we're saying hey if you could just get a tutor or like study more or do something because we see the potential we've seen episodes that's been so good and we're like yes you got it just keep it that way we just want consistency that's all we want but it's like they don't and you're just like what the fuck I don't understand. Basically, you're saying that the writers are rebellious teenagers. (laughs) Well, even rebellious teenagers have some consistency. At least they're still rebellious. Like, they're just always... (laughs) They don't flip-flop every time. They just stay the same. They're rebellious teenagers with ADD? Maybe that's it. You see the potential. I agree. And the reason why I don't have any problems actually criticizing the show is because 
we say what's bad with it, and then we say why it's bad. Not just, oh, this show sucks, I can't believe anybody's watching it. It's to the point where, yeah, it's bad, and here's why, and I don't understand why they're not fixing it. Because, as you said, we see the potential. We know how good they can write. And yet, it's just, every season, it's just almost like they're not trying. When you don't give a fuck, we don't give a fuck. That's the thing. The reason why I'm still watching is the amazing chemistry between Sasha and Angie. The reason why I'm still watching is because of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Is the only reason. As much as I love Angie and Sasha... I got along just fine without them. And I watched shows with them not together. Like, I watched NCIS. I watched Law and Order with Angie. I even watched Women's Murder Club, even though I didn't finish it. But (laughs) I would enjoy the characters or the actresses in good shows. And ever in a different show, I'm sure I would keep an eye out. But I think this is it for them. I think they're done. (laughs) I think they're done. I just feel like, I don't want to know. I'm done. If anything, movies. I don't see them doing another series series. Not necessarily. I'm not just talking about them together. I'm talking about, like, separate. I don't think. I think that's it. I don't know. Are you sure? You don't think Sasha would continue on? Because Sasha, mm-hmm. this isn't the only thing she's been mm-hmm. in. We don't know why the whole NCIS thing happened and why she decided to leave. Why everyone else is deciding to leave, apparently. I thought Sasha didn't leave. They wrote her off the show. I don't know. But... I remember reading an interview or something. I think even Jenna said, like, they already had in mind, like, they wanted Sasha to play Mara, but she was like, no. Like, like <laughs> she kept saying no and no and no. Like, I don't know what changed her mind. They offered her more money. Maybe. I don't blame her. Like, I think, I think they should get <laughs> so much money for the stuff they get. I blame yeah. They should get, like, two million, probably even more per episode. <laughs> and a free car. No. <laughs> they already got that. Didn't they get a Nissan? Or a Toyota. <laughs> oh my god, the product oh, speaking plugs. of, oh my god, all of the advertisement plugs, we had Dr. Joel's twice, we had the fucking Toyota, goddamn Bing and iHeartRadio and AMC on the, on the car dash. Like, really? Was this just a, hey, let's see how many things we can shove into this episode before people notice. I mean, like, after this episode, when I say yes to Casey, I'm going to Disneyland. I know product placement and why it's there. You know, it's usually, no. okay, we get it. I get it, too, but at the same time... <laughs> Try a different way. Why the fuck was Dr. Shows next like, to the fucking microwave? Like, why? It made no sense. No, 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 not just that. Not just the Dr. Shows next to the microwave. Dude, when she's, like, on the dashboard and Corsac's like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, me and Casey are going to see a movie later. <gasps> what the fuck? I mean, really? No mention of it uh, to leading up to that point, and they didn't bring it up after that point. No, Casey, like, hey, let's go to that movie that you're looking up later so they can propose to you in the middle of a crowd and have you say no and shoot me down right in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it was just ridiculous. I mean, even Chuck. Okay, the, the TV show Chuck. Th- they got so much funding from Subway the last few seasons because, like, there was a whole giant fan campaign to keep the show going. Even Chuck, which was blatantly like, hey, you know, I've got this Subway here. They even, they wrote it into the storyline. It made sense. At least when Elementary did it, their advertiser was Microsoft, the Windows 8 RT tablet. They used it practically. Sherlock was at least using it to, like, search stuff and pull things up. 
and to show Watson, you know, things that are important to the case, the randomness, that didn't even make any sense. It was like somebody literally dropped it right in the middle of the script and was like, hey, we need an advertiser's plug. Here you go. He's like, why didn't you use the cop car? Oh, because this car, blah, blah, blah. I was just waiting for a course. I'd be like, oh, you should see the amazing features. Right. <laughs> you know, heated seats, electric control movements of the chair. I don't <laughs> Have you checked out this alarm system? <laughs> Do we like sauce? <laughs> and then he looks at the camera he's like, Toyota is going places. What the fuck? <laughs> Come on. And so much trunk space. Here, get in. <laughs> I kidnapped two people instead of one. And knowing, like, Jane would totally do it because she just loves getting kidnapped. <laughs> she's a cop yeah. and she's such a fucking idiot. Like, sure. She her own hands and puts her own blindfolds herself and gets into his trunk. <laughs> <laughs> And then Corsac like swings by the morgue and is like, "Hey, Mora, I got a surprise for you." Oh my god! Uh, oh. I don't even... <laughs> this show. Oh, and I've seen product placement. I mean, I've seen product placement on the shows. You're like, they're like yeah. this phone or whatever. They just are. They just use the phone. They don't really like say anything about the phone. Yeah. Which oh, makes well, sense. speaking of the phone, that was a BlackBerry plug, by the way. There was a BlackBerry plug. The it was the new the BlackBerry touchscreen. When did they do that? When Frost was showing him the body. I didn't even... Okay. Which, that I'm okay with because they've done the same thing in other shows and it's not blatant. Like, they didn't say anything. It was just there for practical reasons. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with it too because I didn't even realize it. Because it was just a part of the, the story. I mean, they have been doing the product placement for the, the beer, but that's okay. Just drink the beer. It's totally fine. But everything else with the shoe inserts... I would have just, just do it this way. Mara puts on, getting on heels, she puts the shoe inserts in. Done. <laughs> right. While she's in the closet talking with Jane. Yeah. Unintended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, or, okay, even if they wanted to write, like, a storyline. They're running around, they're doing a bunch of stuff, and then, like, they're in the morgue. Morris sits down and is like, oh, my feet are killing me. Pulls those out, changes them out, ready to go. Fine. 30 seconds. It's practical, it's part of the episode, but just the, the randomness is makes it so much more noticeable. Yeah, let's just have a shot of, like, it next to our microwave, because why would she have her heels next to our microwave? She's in pajamas. They like, would be in her closet. They already did that. They already did that, bug. I know, they did do that one. They're like, mm, we can't do that anymore, we gotta put it in the kitchen. It doesn't make any, any sense. sense. What's your gaydar ping? I don't think I even took the time to think of one. I didn't, honestly. I was just like, I, yeah. So zero. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not zero. I mean, it's hard for me to choose anymore. Because we created this gaydar ping based off of season one. Because when we started the podcast, we had seen season one in its entirety. We had seen the majority of season two. And for the most part, it fit. Fit both season one and season two. But season three comes along and we're like, okay, we can make it fit. And then season four just blows everything right out of the water. Like, I don't even, I think we need to revamp the whole gate RPing. <laughs> yeah, it's like that list, that drinking list. We can't even do that one anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> the one that Sasha keeps plugging and we're like, ah, we can't drink anymore because it's done. Like, <laughs> we can't. Right. You're going to end the show stone cold sober. 
and wonder what you're doing with your life. Well, while you're thinking, I'm going to be in my fantasy land, and I'm going to say she wants me, she wants me not. Mm-hmm. All because of Mara and her reaction. And because of the girlfriend-wife thing. Okay. So I'm just going to be in my fantasy land. I need to stop reading fan fiction before. <laughs> Maybe I'll join you in fantasy land and choose the same thing then. Yes. We have cookies. <laughs> Do they have rainbow sprinkles on them? Oh, yes. <laughs> we also have Jane in a trunk. <laughs> With Mora, blindfolded, with but they're not tied. I'm yep. okay with that. Yeah, yep, blindfolded with Dr. Scholl's next to Mara's head. <laughs> <laughs> Jane uh, has her, like, Blackberry in her pocket. Yeah, she's, like, texting Frost on the Blackberry. You know, look what I can do. <laughs> they got Blue Moon beer around there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Even though this is the last... Rizzoli Niles podcast for the year 2013 because we have four more episodes and that doesn't air till January. Some people are kind of wondering on Twitter, you know, what happened. They're kind of upset about it. You know, they, they listen to podcasts and they want more. We are working on something. I don't want to give away too much details, but we are working on something that if we're finished working on it, then we will definitely tweet about it on our Twitter page. We're going to do something during a hiatus. Possibly. YouTube channel. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not it. That's... No. I'm just kidding. But yeah, but we're working on something. We're still in the working process of that. But once that gets done, might, we're going to probably do that in, on the hiatus. So just keep looking at our Twitter page for more details. Might be the end for the Resort Else podcast this year, but maybe something else might pop up. And we'll still tweet, so we'll still be around. But we would like to thank you guys for listening. It's been an amazing year. It has. The show's had its ups and downs and turnarounds so thanks for sticking with us yes thank you so much and for the tweets and for the rating on the itunes page and comments and everything we wouldn't be here without you guys we would not it would just be two people two friends just talking to which we do anyway yeah we just happen to record our conversations there we go (laughs) and since this is will be the last one until january might as well say Happy Halloween, Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, what he said. Yeah, Happy Holidays, Happy ho- every every single holiday, birthdays. If you graduated, just everything. Happy to that. And if you don't celebrate, well, have a great rest of the year. Thank you. You're welcome. That's all for this episode. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at the Randy Podcast. Also, visit our blog at the Podcast.blogspot.com where you can comment and email. Thank you for listening. And this case is closed. All right. Hold on one second. I need to get rid of um, a bag before it makes a lot of noise. Okay. That totally did not make any noise. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's why I said let me get rid of it. God. You're such a punk. When I said the... Excuse me. That's okay. <laughs>